Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by PDAC. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustleshare PDAX. Also powered by Podmachine the simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit. Don't ever think badly about your work because it's a gift. And if it's a gift, you must value it. Do not strive for perfection because that's not possible. Strive for excellence because that is doable. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We are with a very special guest here today because, again, we'll take a break with all these startup peeps first because, yeah, yes, we realize that there's a lot of startups that are doing really well in the industry. But again, hustle is universal. And today, our, our primary topic is someone who's been hustling in the game of public relations and communications for a long time. It's been successful in a lot of routes. And we'll be talking to, again, one of the OGs in the industry and making sure that your public relations is done right. So let's welcome to the show, Mr. Michael Duhenya of PRC. Doogie, welcome to Hustle Share. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've always wanted to be in a podcast. <laughs> now, Isol, I'm glad to be your first experience. I'll try my best to make sure that it is an enjoyable experience. But before I get carried away, Doogie, just like for hundreds and hundreds of times I've already asked this, I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Doogie, what's your hustle? I am uh, a, a law has have been for the longest time a marketing communications uh, practitioner or a public relations uh, practitioner. Um, But I started my career in advertising and then shifted Mm. to PR. And ever since 2007, I have been running my own uh, part, 
at least a part owner of uh, PRC Inc., which is a public relations agency. Yes. That's amazing. And again, PRC Inc., one of the most commendable and most trusted Thank institutions you. You. in PR realm. So if you're a startup and you need your PR done right, so you want to do, you know, release some publicity out there, you want to make yourself look better as a founder, or, you know, you're, you need a little bit more publicity, this is the company to go. But before I get carried away as well, do you, um, we have a vehicle here mm-hmm. that we always ride every week to check out how you started because now I need you to buckle up because we're going to have to ride the hustle share time machine. How fancy we're technologically advanced you. All right. So we're all the way back and I want to understand Doogie before PR and marketing communications before your advertising thing, because every hustler that we've had here did did a lot of hustling and had a chip on their shoulder when they started out. Yes. And I want to understand what's your origin story because again, it's easy to celebrate somebody's successes when you see the finished product. But it's always the start where everything comes from. So was there any grinder? How early did you start hustling to get uh, where you are today? I graduated... Um... 1991 from Letran, and it took me, uh, that was around March, no? but it took me around, around October of 1991 na, that I got a job. So it was wow, okay. in, uh, and, but, but not because I wasn't uh, job hunting, but for some reason, uh, I stumbled into advertising in, by accident. Mm-hmm. Like any graduate of a management course, I was looking at banks, Okay. Uh, manufacturing companies. Yung mga ganun talaga in a play ang ko. Okay. And a lot of them were saying, oh, you need experience. You know, we cannot take you. You need to have at least one year experience. Siyempre, ang thought balloon ko. How will I get experience if you will not even give me a chance? Exactly. Chicken and egg. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy at that time. So, yeah. so finally, uh, I didn't really think of advertising until I had an aunt uh, who used to be in, uh, in advertising as well. And she said, why don't you try advertising? And then uh, there is, I know that there is an opening in, at that time, Avellan and Associates, which at that time was the biggest advertising agency, Filipino advertising, all Filipino advertising agency. So I tried my luck as an accounts manager. Uh, and after the interview, I was, uh, maybe I had, I just went through about two interviews and then I was accepted. So I started my career there. But, you know, it was, I would say, I not ashamed to say that my journey was really rocky and really paved with all the lungkot obstacles, and, yes. you know, obstacles and, mm-hmm. and, and frustrations because it was really difficult. Yeah. Okay, now let's deep dive on that. So just one thing is that, again, a lot of hustlers go through this. If you're, a lot of people are lucky to find that path that they want to do for for a very long time early. Some people have to find that along the way. And your first job kind of gives you a good idea if that's something you want to do or not. And again, advertising for the longest time is very, has its reputation, both good and bad, that if you're not built tough, it's going to chew you up and spit you out of life. Yes. Right? Regardless of the, the era. So we lo- now live in a digital age. Back then, it was Trimedia, print, whatever that might be. Walk me through the early struggles that you had to go through because it's the early jobs, especially if you're doing accounts, that's equivalent to almost sales. That, that's a lot of learning, especially in people's skills, that you get to learn early uh, that will come in handy down the road. What was that like for you? Oh, oh that was, was really tough because... Um, I didn't know it back then, but I joined a very conservative uh, agency wherein they, bo- they put people in boxes. So if you're, if you're openly gay, you cannot be in, let's say, the business side of advertising, which, is my, which was account management. You have to be a writer. You have to be an art director. So I wasn't taken seriously for, and I'm not ashamed to say this, but for the first six months, they did not want to give me any accounts to work on. What? So I was just 
um, doing, assisting everybody, jumping from task to task. But I, I wasn't trusted to do anything on my own. Wow. It was hard. Um, and I guess it's because they felt that, you know, as an, as an openly gay guy, you know, you have to, you cannot be an accounts person because clients do not trust you and all that. Oh. So to be, to be frank about it, there, there came a point wherein I wanted to just quit mm. and leave and just look for another job. But then I said, I asked myself, I said to myself, you know, if I'm going to do that, then I would be the one who would ultimately lose out. So oh. I stuck it out. And uh, I guess, you know, fate has a way of putting things together because there was, a, I think it was 1992, wherein there was a, a, a spate of resignations. And my division, which had about 15 accounts at that time, had only three people, the division head, the senior account manager, and me, fresh out of college. And they probably had no choice but to give me a set of accounts to work on. And so I took the opportunity and after, you know, getting these accounts, I worked hard and I um, composed, um, comported myself with, nice. um, with respectability to my accounts and did my job. And I guess I earned eventually the trust of my clients. That's so that amazing. started my career in advertising. And I decided, and I, and I learned, I actually realized that how enjoyable it was yeah. despite the the endless nights, mm-hmm. uh, OTs, and all that. And they, and they stuck with it. And to this very day, I'm still in the marketing communications. Absolutely. And again, it, it's, it's something that uh, one of the best first jobs people can go through, sales, account, especially in advertising, it really builds you up. And that's what I want to find out. So we understand that you, know, you had to wait for the perfect opportunity. But at the end of the day, there are also going to be monumental Hard skills and soft skills that you'll be learning during that time, especially in your first few jobs, right? What were those that you listen uh, that you learn that until now is still something you carry around with you? Oh, oh, a lot. Um, well, the the primary thing is to just not give up. I, I know it sounds cliche. Yes, I, it's, it's cliche, but I keep saying it. It's never to be to give up and never be discouraged, um, no matter what. Because if I got discouraged yeah. by not by them not giving me any accounts, and I just said, "Fine, if you don't like if you don't like me, I'm leaving," then I would not have realized how fun this industry could be, exactly. and it is. So I that's I, I guess that's it. I I didn't give up. I never got discouraged, and I didn't complain. Uh, yes, complain. Clients would shout at me. I would have clients at that time who would shout at me, who wouldn't even deal with me, who would even look at me because oh I was you know, I'm gay and all that. But you know, by just persevering, again, yeah. perseverance is one thing. I eventually won them over and um, built my career from there. Got it. And, and that's absolutely true, which is something that I always feel so old say, saying this. I tell the kids now, because always I see a lot of the Gen Zs who are now in the workplace, right? When it gets hard, the majority of them, or a lot of them, not all, but I've seen so many kids would say, I don't want nah, mental health, I'm out. You know, you, in, in your first few jobs, you kind of have to be a little brutal to yourself because you want to see how far you can go and you are not going to find that out That's how far true. you can go if you're going to your default mechanism is quitting That's right? true I I have to agree I agree with you 100% there because I've had clients who were really difficult and I came from a I was I was fortunate I mean, I consider myself fortunate that I entered the industry at a time where in clients were tough I mean yeah. they were really tough and they demanded more so much more than what you can give and it's that um, it's those things from clients that really uh, tested my metal and um, made me you know, hindi ako balat si boys. I'm not onion skin. Yeah. So even if, if a client would get angry at me, would even shout at me, even up to now at this point in my career, yeah. I I just 
brush it off. Shrug it off. And that's how you're built up. Because again, the higher you also go up your ladder, the higher the stakes are. And if you're going to take it personally, and again, you create, I hate, I hate to say this, and again, please take it with a grain of salt. Once you start creating the habit of quitting, it's not going to be the last time you'll do that. Every single time True. things get tough, you will always find the, the way out. And True. the people that make it through in life, especially if you really want to be successful, you're going to have to take uh, you know, take it for the team a lot sometimes. And and the ones that are we're having here in this podcast now are those who stuck it through, like Doogie. All right. Now, Doogie, after your first few hustles, walk me through how you then came into PR and communications as a thing. Because advertising and PR, yes, there are parallels. There's an overlap. But how did you then do a deep dive in PR and communication in your next hustles until you decided to do it on your own. Yeah. Well, it, became, it came by accident. It wasn't as if I had a trajectory and said, at this point, I will transfer. I really was quite happy doing advertising. Right. And then unfortunately, when I was uh, with uh, J. Walter Thompson at that time, they had a little bit of downsizing. Mm. And uh, my division uh, lost a, a huge account, which not because of, mismanagement but because there was a global realignment and they yeah. had they were mandated to move to another agency yeah. and the basis for retrenchment was the profitability of the division so in other words my division was dissolved and uh, i was without a job again another and then by coincidence uh, a colleague of mine of within j walter suggested uh stratworks which is a pr agency at that time and he said, maybe there's an opening in Stratworks you would like to try out for PR. And I said to him, I said, why not? I mean, it's par- as you said, it's parallel to advertising. And maybe, who knows? I'll give it a try. If I don't like it, I can always, you know, look for another job. So I joined them uh, in 1990, no, 2000, in fact. And to my amazement, I actually enjoyed it. In fact, I found it more challenging in PR than advertising because I had to work, instead of working with clients alone, I had to work with media, editors, writers, uh, journalists. And I realized that they were so much more tougher and and more demanding than, than my clients. And that it posed a different set of challenges for me to overcome. And um, I guess at that time, I was either... I either loved the challenge or was a glutton for punishment. So I said, "Yeah, let's let's go on. Let's 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 make PR my permanent uh, career." And it, I stuck it out in PR ever since. Perfect. But I'll just do a deep dive uh, first before we take our first break. What are the specific skill sets uh, that a great PR person would do? Because again, you're you're dealing with communications, image, and reputation here. That if you mess it up, <laughs> it can have a lasting effect. And especially in this country, right? Especially in business, pa, good, good luck. It, your reputation can precede you and can either make it easier for you to do business or make it harder for you to do business. But aside from what you learned and again, you prepared you, you're not onion skin, you're built up already. What were those things you had to add in your arsenal to do really well in PR and uh, communications? It's really analyzing what your client needs in terms of uh, and understanding where they are reputation-wise okay. and then connecting that to their objectives and where they want to be and then finding, developing the tools and programs for the objective to meet the current the reality or to, to at least move to the to the to where they want to be. And yeah. that's what the, that's the technical skills that I learned. So every time I have a there's a potential client, I would always uh, ask them questions like what are their objectives? Where did where do they perceive where do they want how do they want to be perceived? And from there I will I will look at how they are perceived now given what the information that I'm able to research with, uh, about or whatever they, they give me. And from there, develop the programs that will help me help them 
fix uh, bring the reputation to where they want it to be. That's the yeah. technical side of it. The the non-technical side of it is I'm really I've I've always believed in being honest okay. with my clients. And if I tell them that there is really something terribly wrong with what they're doing, I will have to tell them that. Because yes. you cannot fix a brand if it's uh, you cannot make a brand good if there is something really broken with it. Yes. And you you sometimes clients will not accept that. Sometimes they believe that their brand is perfect. But yes. we, we all know that oftentimes it isn't. So you have to be honest with your client in, in telling them what the score, the real score is, so that at least you can better help them. And I think that's how I've been able to earn the trust of my clients over the years. Because I don't really sugarcoat things. Mm. If it's if there's something wrong, I tell them. That's amazing. All right. Last question before we take our first break. Obviously, no man is an island. And this type of job cannot be done alone. It requires a team effort. And by the time you're now fully entrenched into PR as a professional, how did you become a better leader to surround yourself with the right team that would help you execute? Because at the end of the day, again, it's a tall order. Say you need to take care of somebody's, somebody's reputation. You need to surround yourself with the right team mm-hmm. to get the job done. It's easy to sell it. And like, all right, this is the vision, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But when it comes to the dirty work time, you know what you need to get done. So how did you guys, how did you do that? You know, when I started out uh, running my own PR firm, I will, te- I'm, I will tell you this, I wasn't the easiest person to work with because I was so demanding. And um. I would, I would be the, the type of boss who would really shout at you as well. And yeah. I guess it's because that's how I was trained. I had bosses who did that to me, and I didn't mind. I realized over the years that you, as a boss, will have to adapt the way yep. you train, the okay. way your training skills, to the way your people are. And I realized working with millennials and, and Gen Z, you cannot bark <laughs> all the time. You have to, nope. to to motivate them and make yep. them feel that they uh, are people of value, and what they do adds value to the to the work. Yep. And that's how I have been leading my team ever since. Right. I never, I never just. I'm not dictatorial. I'm I'm a consensus builder, and I allow my my individual, the individual members of my team yeah. be themselves and allow their ideas to, to germinate. I'm not the type who will just say, oh, let's do this, 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 and this. And then they will just do it. I usually tell them, what do you think? What do you think? And my role is to gel everything together so that it's the best possible solution and um, idea for our clients. And I, I can Absolutely agree. I'm I'm a millennial, but I came. My leadership style is forged with sports, basketball. So being cussed at, being shouted at on a day to day basis. That's how I used to run my team. And then you realize, oh my god, I have people who are absolutely new gen than me, younger, that they were probably raised with instant gratification, and they're not used to. And I have a very Colorful cussing language that I'm capable of. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, oh, oh well, what is this? This guy is a meanie, right? But in reality, I just want the best out of him because the type, the way I lead also, Michael, and then Doogie, I, it's simple. I don't have an in-between. It's either I love you and I'll push you really hard or yeah. I don't care, yes. right? Because I don't want to invest my time. Like, I've tried everything. Sorry, it's like, it's not worth it. Yes. But yeah, you're correct. You just have to ad- adapt your personnel because you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to need to surround yourself with talented people. It doesn't mean that they're talented. It's just that they're, they're race different. Yes, they're race different. And their values are different. You cannot yeah. make them feel that they're not uh, people that you value yourself. Right. Because if, if they feel that they're not valued, then they won't stay with you. And it's sad if these people are truly talented people and they leave simply because they feel that they are not valued. Same. And that's a hard lesson I learned, especially last. Oh, same here. Yeah. <laughs> same here. 
Well, now I'm toned down, right? I'm just like, oh my God, you can't, you can't be the old runster that you are. All right, now let's take our first week, Doogie, and when we come back, let's now jump in to PRC and your entrepreneurial journey and how you've then been able to scale this across a lot of companies and became one of the best in the business. But we'll talk about that more after the break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about... Up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back in the break. We are still with Michael Duhenya, a.k.a. Doogie. Doogie sounds uh, more cool, so I'll call you Doogie yes. for the rest. Okay, so Doogie, you're now this industry veteran, right? You talked about it, and you knew how to lead. But what led you to then... You know, jump and and become an entrepreneur and say, "All right, my turn to run this thing." Because it's easy; it's already hard to service a client, especially in this industry. But now you add another layer to that, where you're in charge of people's payroll, their lives, recruiting, and all the other business stuff attached to it. What led you to creating PRC with your partners, and how did you build the team that is now PRC? It's a bit of a long story, but let, let's. Uh, I'll try and shorten it a bit. Okay. Uh, after so when I when I joined Stratworks, I stayed there for a couple of years. I even uh, did went on a hiatus and went consulting, PR consulting, and then went back to advertise to PR, uh, particularly Agatep Associates, and I was happy there. Unfortunately, um, I felt like you know there was an opportunity, and opportunities that not you have to either. Forgo, forgo, or to grab them, and I decided to grab it. So one of our clients formed uh, called AF3. It is a this is a racing car thing in the Philippines. Wow, okay. it's, it's defunct now, if I'm not mistaken. But that was an account of Agatep. They wanted to form a marketing team called uh, AF uh, AF3 Marketing, and okay. the client who we knew decided to get us, so we resigned. Together with okay. my partners from PRC, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But Ooh. the good thing is, I had a friend who okay. told me that they were looking for a PR agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this the, the the company is called Healthway Medical. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Of course, so, every mall almost. Okay. <laughs> so I decided that wait, this is an opportunity. So we. Besides working on AFT marketing, we decided to form 
PRCA. We'd helped to as our very first account. And that's a big yeah. client. Huh? That's not just a whatever client. Yeah. I was surprised that um, we present. So we presented. We did one project for them, wherein they opened a branch in Healthway in North Edsa as a trial. So we weren't even. We haven't even formed PRC at that time, huh? So we did that project. They were happy with the results, and then when their contract expired with their previous agency, they decided to try try us out. Got and it. from there, uh, we they gave us Young Clarity Aesthetics, which is their aesthetics clinic, and we slowly but surely everything just started coming in. Clients started to come in referrals uh, after that. Yeah. Yeah, and again, nothing beats referrals because if you're doing a great work, naturally yeah. people will refer you. That's true. That's true. Because even up to now, our former let's say let's say we have a, we have client A, and then uh, they resign and move to another company. When their company would need PR, they would actually call us. In fact, that's... a lot of our clients right now were referrals from other clients yeah. when they when the people there moved to this and that company. That's amazing. Now walk me through how your team was founded and how it evolved through the years. Because again, in early 2000s, yes, uh, the, the, the big three was still very much relevant. Radio, TV, print. And now that's completely changed over the years. But again, the, the storytelling is quite the same. The only difference is the medium has changed. But walk me through how you then built it first and then how did you evolve through the digital age eventually? So, so when we founded to... PRC in 2007, it was uh, five of us who were five partners. We actually okay. were initially four, okay. and then uh, Alvin eventually joined us in 2009. And we we're just doing all PR. So it was okay. myself and several and a few other partners. Okay. And then uh, I think it was in 2015, I think, wherein oh. we decided to form another agency which was handling completely events. And then a few years ago, we decided to form another agency that was handling uh, digital marketing and social media. So we spun off and one partner handled one, I handled PRC, and PRC became, went to me and has been my, my baby ever since. Okay. And over the years, we, this, we built our company through sheer hard work and of course uh, a good team and of course through referrals as I mentioned uh, we eventually got clients like um, Fortinet which is a cybersecurity company Sante uh, International we also handle right now Fujitsu mostly tech amazing so again if you're a tech startup you already know who the companies that were joining us were mostly tech companies. There were a few consumer brands along the way, but those that have been with us for a long time are tech, mostly tech and IT. That's amazing. This is the perfect way for you to get introduced furthermore into this new billion dollar valuation startups in the Philippines that are sprunging out left and right. Now, I want to understand this because again, we can be it takes a special or a specific type of person to run with Doogie. Okay. And I know that because I, it also, I'm very, very particular of who I let into my team. What the, what are the common traits of people you like to surround yourself with, especially in the PRC's type of game? Because I'm pretty sure the hustle is still there. The ambition is still there. And the same um, commitment to quality and excellence is still there. The, the people might change over time. But if you look at the, um, their traits, I'm pretty sure a lot of them are common across who you've worked with and who you're working now. What are those for you? I guess I like to surround myself with people who are positive thinkers, who have a never can, never say die attitude. Again, it's cliche, but I like people who, when faced with a situation, before saying it cannot be done, they will exhaust every opportunity, every avenue to solve a problem or address an issue before they say it cannot be done. I'm not the type of person who will say everything that it cannot be 
that no is is not acceptable because yeah. there are situations that you really cannot solve. But I like people who, before they say it cannot be done, they've exhausted every possible avenue before they say it really cannot be done. We have to find another way altogether. Those are the likes. That's the quality that I like also. I also like people who are quiet workers. I don't like um, working with people who are all fluff. <laughs> I, I'd rather have people who are quiet, who don't talk about themselves, who don't talk about what they do, but they get the job done. And most importantly, I, I like people who are fast workers and results oriented. And luckily, for some reason, I guess I said this before to, to my colleagues in the, in the right. agency, the head of the company somehow reflects the kind of people. Yes. Yes. I'm fortunate that the people I have right now, um, from my content head to my senior AE to my major relations people, yeah. they are all they all mirror my 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 values, my work yes. ethics and values. You know, not, never complain. Um, get the work done first before you can say before you can go on leave. You know, things like that. Do yeah. it fast. Work fast. Work smart. And I have, and I'm fortunate that this is the exact team that I have right now. That's amazing. And you're absolutely correct because culture is always top down and it always mirror the, the leader yes. and also de facto chief culture officer, because you basically, that's the, that's the gold standard of how, you know, you build the team up. Now let's just do a deep dive just a little bit on PRC as the current iteration of PRC. What do you guys do? Well, we basically, we do marketing communication. So that would be public relations, uh, influencer management, mm-hmm. and content and influencer marketing, as well as crisis management. We oh. also do ad, ad buys because there are still people who do advertising buys, but mostly digital ads, okay. as well as uh, issues management and uh, monitoring services. So it's really it really runs the gamut of... Uh, services that uh that a public relations or a marcoms agency offers okay now i i know you don't have to reveal all the secrets but when you create a campaign strategy for someone what's your favorite go-to tool to or, or methodology to create i mean this is something that's also personal with everyone i'm pretty sure this is unique with uh everyone like for me i have my own different go-to tool but what's it like when you're crafting from scratch? Well, we we always do a brainstorming set. We always brainstorm with the, my entire team. And unlike other agencies, and that's I, I wouldn't sure. uh, name these agencies, but some agencies, they tend to look at the execution first mm-hmm. rather than the strategy and the big idea. I all Because I came from advertising and yes. I handled accounts like Procter & Gamble in the past, I have a, my discipline is look at, arrive and pin down the concept and big idea first before you develop your action plans. Because if you have your big idea down pat, everything will follow. And another philosophy that I follow is make sure that everything you do the action plans that you do is campaignable. So it can translate regardless of what platform it is in. If it is a Facebook campaign, a a print ad campaign, a TV campaign, it has to be campaignable. And if it's not campaignable, then it's that to me, that's a problem for me. Got it. Now let's talk about the hard stuff. Because it's not all rainbows and butterflies, especially there's in PR, there's always gonna be something that will go wrong. How do you prepare your team and your client when things go awry and uh, they don't go as as planned? Or just again, PR, you're, it's a communication thing and it requires a lot of back and forth. And sometimes the, the the desired result does not transpire the way you want it to be. How do you pivot for 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 those kinds of um, well, uh, scenarios. I, I've always believed in expect in managing expectations. So I I as I said, um, that's where honesty and comes in. I level with my client if what they want me to do or what we're doing 
is really uh, doable, partly doable or not doable at all. Got it. And I never overpromise uh, in, uh, to my clients. I underpromise, but I overdeliver. But I never in my life, in my career, I have never over uh, overpromised to my client. So if let's say uh, a campaign does not go right, no, ninety percent of the time my client knows that there will be a problem along the way because I would I have a knack of foreseeing where it will go wrong. You're clairvoyant. I always <laughs> tell them that oh, be careful. There might uh, we will have some problems at this point so this we there's nothing we can do about it if it's something that cannot be solved i tell them we will uh, just have to deal with it when we get there but if it's something that we can work on then we plan for it right away so i've never to be honest had that problem wherein my clients are caught flat-footed unless it's a crisis because the crisis yes that's totally a different thing yeah. but if it's just problems within the campaign I've okay. never had a problem where in my client would say you didn't tell me why what's what, what's wrong here it's never been like that for me because I make sure that the expectations of my clients and my teammates are managed early mm. on even upon even when we are still doing the initial implementation of a company. Got it. All right, now let's start our last break. And when we come back, let's pay it forward with great advice coming from Doogie himself. Let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. 
As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. And we're back in the break. We are still with Doogie Duhen. All right. Um, um, uh, PRC, obviously. So it's amazing how, again, the early hustles that you have done when you were working in the ad agency really translated well when it's now your turn to be the boss and be the leader and build the culture that's great. But I understand PR. And just like any business, you need a solid network to make this work. Because especially no matter how good your um your strategy is or your campaign is, if nobody picks it up and if you, again, whether it's direct to consumer or you go through the media, it's not going to work. I want to know two things. First off, how do you maintain a great network that reciprocates with you whenever you need it? And number two, how do you create a great network that allows you to acquire new clients as well? Well, when it comes to the first uh, question, we make sure that we give what uh, our media and blogger and uh, content creators want, no? uh, and what we need. And we know for a fact that content creators, it's all about the content. Correct. So we work with them. I don't believe in force-feeding uh, uh, an execution to, let's say, yeah. content creators because they have, their, they have their style of doing things, which is why they're, they're good at what they do because it means style ng kanilang video for instance so what we do is we work collaboratively with them yes. and we maintain we make sure that when we engage with let's say a content creator uh we we work with them on how best to improve their content yes. and make it so much better so that they will have more followers and and because they get more followers then they will like working with us because we are mindful of what they need and what they want. The same is true with media. We make sure that we give them the stories that we know uh, or we observe their publication, for instance, like to come out with. It's not about what we want. And if we need to go to our clients and tell them this is what the, the media or this is what this influencer wants, so we will work with our clients to adjust to what they want as opposed to our clients force-feeding or force-fitting what they want to the content creator. And again, it's also quid pro quo. I mean, I scratch, yes. scratch each other's back. Yes. So if we need to, to uh, let's say, get some financial support for media, we would push uh, ad supports to our clients for them to place in, let's say, a newspaper or maybe a content creator's blog post or blog site. So mm -hmm. that at least, you know, because we all know that content creators earn from these assets. So we would help each other out by providing what they need. If it's a financial, a financial partnership, if it's a, a content partnership, we really are sensitive to what they need. Got and it. that is perhaps why We've we've grown our media and uh, digital content creator base uh, yes. sensitively over the years. Mm -hmm. so we make sure that we are sensitive to what they need and what they want. Now, again, this is a it's a very also again competitive market. But how do you also expand 
and still reach the business right. goals, right? Yeah. The client side to, to, to expand that network also. You know, I always believe that your current clients are your best uh, salespeople because yes. if they like what you're doing, they will be the ones to recommend you to either colleagues in other companies or if they move, as I said earlier, move to another company, we'll get you. And that has been happening. Like uh, we, one of our clients, uh, use our former clients is EverReady, the, the battery company. And we, had, we were quite tight with many of the clients there. So over the years, one went to Wholesim, one went to Honda, one went to here, and they just started to recommend us. And we found ourselves being contacted by these clients and asking us to bid to work uh, for their accounts. And some we won, but a lot, some we won, some we didn't. But we mainly win most of the accounts because we know that we are, uh, the people we're working with know us by reputation. Exactly. And as I said, I mean, PR is about reputation. So if my reputation isn't good with my clients, then how can they recommend me um, exactly. for their other projects and for their other for their colleagues in the industry as well? Exactly. So that's how we grew our our network, our client base over the years. It's really organic uh, word of mouth. Yes. And again, your reputation, your reputation then be, precedes you in everything. You're not starting from scratch anymore because yeah. that those past great work that you've done technically becomes the pitch that other people pitch to others true, true. Uh, that you don't even have to do. All you need to do is close the door, come go through the door and close it. All right. Now let's go. This is going to be a very unique question that I've never asked. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'll get this at the ask because in, in this, in the text side of things in startup land, we call that, right. There are obviously barriers that are, are put on people. There's this thing that they this thing called the bamboo ceiling, where if you're Asian, you can only do so much because you're Asian. Even if you're you're a great tech startup founder, there's the glass ceiling that are being put on our lady founders as well. But when the LGBTQ community also, there is so much more discrimination that is put against you and you know stereotyping that you've experienced early oh, yes. on. Yes. And you've battled them on and just destroyed every ceiling that's out there. How did you cope and walk us through how you were able to persist when the whole world was telling you you're supposed to be only this? Mm. What was the in your mind and did you get external, external help to, to overcome these odds? You know, uh, that's a very interesting interesting question and I, I, I'm glad you asked that because I, I mentioned earlier that my first stumbling block was that I was not trusted to do ma- account management work because I was not because I was gay and they believed that you were that if you're gay you should be a writer you should be an art director yeah. um, I employed sheer determination hard work and sheer force of car of my personal character. Wow. When I say sheer force of personal character, meaning I simply did not give up. I mean, they did not give me accounts. I could have left, but I said to myself, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not going to resign until you ask me to resign. But I did not resign. And I remember a friend of mine when I would tell him that. He was not part of the company, but he was in another company. Okay. And he told me, why don't you leave if they don't like you? I said, I'm not leaving. In fact, it's my advantage because I'm being paid to do nothing. <laughs> so I'm yes. getting my salary. I'm doing, I'm doing nothing. Eventually, they will realize that they need to pay me or they need to take me out. And, or they need to either give me an account or they need to take me out. And fortunately, because there was a, a spate of resignations, they gave me an account and the rest is history. My being gay does not mean I am incapable of doing the job. That's amazing. Now, let's just uh, deep, deep dive on that a little bit. Do you still experience that same discrimination now? And if you are working with you know, uh, people that are also in the LGBTQ community, but I'm pretty sure, again, that's still rampant now. There's just uh, probably, I'd like to think we're more at, 
more accepting and uh, hopefully again uh it depends right again for us we're we don't mind in the startup because we're more liberal in the way we think and we don't really care but that's not the same across the world and across even just in the philippines as well how do you mentor uh people in the same in the community lgbtq community to soldier on because you, you've seen this happen before which sure it happens still now well how do you teach them and how do you cope with it now when it's happening to you well i live by example uh, i always believe in living by example and you know prc is i i've always said prc is a, a, a an inclusive agency we have uh uh people who are gay who are working with us and if somebody applies and is and that person is trans is a transsexual or i wouldn't mind because i believe that it's not the person it's it's really it's really what's up here that matters and your, your ability to think and to work that really matters and your attitude towards work and they, it doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight you're 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 lesbian it doesn't matter as long as you are able to do the job you're good you're you're good on my as far as I'm concerned. So I mentor them by telling them that never be discouraged, even if you are put down, but don't get angry. Get even by showing them that you being gay, in fact, being gay is an advantage by working hard and showing them that I'm gay, but I can do the job better than anybody, then that will show uh, the person who is discriminating against you that you are to be taken seriously insofar as your work is concerned. And that's how I've been mentoring people around uh, those who work with me because, because some people are shy and timid. So I would tell them, don't try to be somebody you are not. You sure. can be who you are by working on your strengths and downplaying your weaknesses. So that's how I, I mentor people and, and and how I bring out the best in, in how they work. And how that they work. is an amazing story. And again, absolutely correct too. You know, at the end of the day, regardless of what industry, gender, color, size, race, any type of discrimination, there's also one universal answer to any type of uh ceiling that's put on you success is always the best revenge yes. right? <laughs> right just like for me again i get discrimination too i look this way i whatever but you know what you know f that i'm just gonna keep hustling and then i let <laughs> i let my my work do the talking yeah. all right now let's uh last few questions before i let you go it's an amazing episode but over the past, over the this this whole illustrious career that you've done, what's the best advice that you've received that that really sticks with you the most? Oh, the best. Oh, you know, I had a client from Healthway. Okay, she told me once that work is a gift from God, so you have to value it. It's not something that you should take for granted. So that's one thing that I have. Clung on, as I cling on to this very day. And I even share it with other people. If I feel that my, my team needs a pep talk, I tell them that, that it's a gift from God. And, uh, and a gift from God is always a good thing. So don't ever think uh, badly about your work because it's, it's a gift. And if it's a gift, you must value it. So that's, I've never, I've, I always repeat that saying to the people I get to talk to over the years. Oh, another thing, if I may add, in my years in advertising, my boss once told me, do not strive for perfection because that's not possible. Strive for excellence because that is doable. Yeah. That is amazing. Now, if I gave you the keys to the time machine again, uh, Doogie, and what make you uh, meet yourself again Though during those days in between your first advertising job, that uh, you you weren't sure if you're gonna quit or not, and you didn't know why people didn't uh, talk to you, what would be your advice for yourself if you had the uh, the chance to talk to your younger self at this point in time? You know, I would say, don't give up. Don't let what they say about you bring you down and stop you from forging ahead. 
That's the main thing I tell myself. And keep to what you're doing because that what what you're doing will will uh, get you places. And maybe not. Be, don't be so so flamboyant, too <laughs> 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 loud, so that at least oh. you will not be uncomfortable, make people uncomfortable. But yeah, dress a little more subtly at that time. So. Yeah, that, those are the advice I'd give myself. I'd tell myself, my younger self, yeah. This was an amazing episode. Thank you so much, Doogie. But before I let you go, if any startup or a tech company that listens to this, there's a lot of them that listen to this, this podcast, um, if they want to work with you, uh, how do they do that and where do they reach out? Yeah. Well, uh, you can. I can... You can email me at michael.duhenya at teamprc, that's T-E-A-M-P-R-C-I-N-C.com.ph or they can visit uh, our website at, that's at uh, uh, TPRC. And uh, just shoot me an email, I'll be more than happy. Or maybe even call me at my mobile phone. Sounds good. Again, thanks very much to you. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of podcast app you're listening to. And if you see that there's a star rating there, give us a five star. Just to give us a little bit of a recommendation because that allows us to be discovered easier by other hustlers out there. And again, if we didn't say some jargon, it's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. And lastly, if we uh, want to be part of the community of hustleshare listeners, it's going to be the hustleshare community on Facebook. Again, Nugi, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.